Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario, that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittick, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. So I just wanted to take a little bit of time and talk briefly about the willingness study that was completed in South Bruce recently. The draft report has been available for those who participated to take a look at and submit comments on. And I feel like it's probably time that I kind of talk about the process and, you know, my personal feelings on how it went. I think it needs to be noted that right off the hop, um, opponents of the DGR project were very cynical about the willingness project and the willingness study, making comments about, oh, you know, this isn't going to be relevant or this isn't going to be fair. It's not going to be transparent. It's going to be biased. All of those sorts of sentiments to the point where even some letters were written to the paper about how um, the study was not necessary or not fair or biased towards municipality and all, all kinds of really negative things about the process. Um, so it needs to be noted that, you know, the opponents of the project were very much opposed to this willingness study at the beginning. Um, some interesting things that I wanted to draw attention to specifically. There were only 229 residents and ratepayers who participated in the activities. 229 people out of a possible four or 5,000 voters. 229. The study went over a two-month period of time with multiple ways to participate. You could do an online survey, you could fill out a workbook, you could do an online workshop. They had a few in-person workshops. You could email, you could phone your opinion in. There were so many ways that you could participate and only 229 people out of four or 5,000 potential voters participated. That is insane. That is an insanely low participation rate. Insanely low. Obviously, lots of advertisement. I have the draft report in front of me to make sure I'm following what I want to say. So we had lots of advertisement done about the process and how to be involved and ways you could participate. The questions asked, you know, what process would we like to use, should be used to determine willingness? What process do you like? What do you not like? Um, what information do you need? All of those kinds of questions. Um, and interestingly, when you get to the results of the process, so we'll talk about the themes that they say came up. So the several themes emerged based on recurring ideas or comments. So theme number one, they say an overwhelming preference for public referendum of those 229 participants. So let's make that quite clear. I believe, let me see if I can find the actual number here. About 135, 138, maybe I'm looking. Oh, there it is. 136 expressed a preference for a referendum. So 136 out of the 229. Also, interestingly, though, referendum is the most preferred from the respondents, but it's also one of the least preferred. So people either love it or they hate it. Um, the only pr process that was more disliked than a referendum was a vote of council, which I completely agree. It should not just be council making the decision. It's just interesting that, you know, it's the, the referendum was the most liked and one of the most hated. And it also comes back to, you know, the second theme, which was 
you know, differing perspectives on the timing of a referendum. You know, we have those people who are saying as soon as possible. Um, some people want it as part of the next election. Some people want it held separately from their election. Some people say we need more time, which was definitely my opinion when asked about referendums specifically, was that we need more time to do that. I also said in combination with some other activities um, to get a better understanding of the whole community's perspective. Theme number three, you know, the importance of the decision being representative of the community, um, the importance of being informed, protecting against bias and manipulation, and concerns about mistrust and the importance of building dialogue and not causing a further division. It's interesting seeing that a referendum is the most liked and the most hated, that in, in and of itself is going to cause further division. I don't, I don't think there's any way to get around that. Also interesting to note is those most in favor for and calling for a referendum as the only fair way to determine willingness are also those who are constantly complaining about the community divide. And I think it's interesting that that form of determining willingness is most likely going to cause further divide. We're talking about this specific topic. Division is going to happen no matter what at this point, because we have a very strong opponent group who are, you know, very, very loud and very active in their opposition um, and it it goes without saying that it is rubbing some people the wrong way and I I don't necess- I don't agree with some of the things that have happened but I can see why people are becoming frustrated with that those acts and the way that it's it's happening which leads us into theme number four which was clear accessible and unbiased information from trusted sources several participants wanted a better understanding of the science and an open unbiased dialogue about the NW Mobile's project, including results of the borehole drilling, sound evidence the project can be built safely, the risks and contingency plans associated with the project, access to information in a way that is simple, clear, and easy to understand, information available in a variety of formats, and factual and unbiased information from an independent source. Um, and all of those things, I think, are extremely important to have access to before we are asked to make a decision. Theme number five is, again, the broad representation. Everyone should have the opportunity to have a say. Um, The importance of youth engagement, understanding what the Saugeen Ojibwe Nation's perspective is on the project. And then theme number six, trust, mistrust, transparency, and community divide. Several participants provided comments related to mistrust and community divide. The NWMO project has been difficult for the community, causing neighbors, friends, and family to be divided. Concerns that the community members did not feel safe to provide their input and opinions without being on one side or the other, which is also something that I hear all the time. You know, the opponents of the project really like to paint willing to listen as in favor of the DGR coming here, which is just not true. And, you know, people are hesitant to say publicly or participate in in willing to listen stuff or protect our waterways things because they're, you know, worried about how that's perceived by other people, which is sad. We should be able to um, express our opinion without fear of judgment. There's also lack of trust with the NWMO, municipal staff, council, and CLC, and concerns about bias of the CLC, council, and our municipal staff towards supporting the project, which comes out all the time just because we only hear pro-nuclear things, um, according to the opposition. I think it comes more down to, though, they're only sharing credible sources, which is a little bit different. 
the point of informing the community is to make sure we're informed with real information. Um, and then also the last one is concerns that GHD, the consulting group, is biased towards supporting the project, which we have seen a lot of statements in the press and on Facebook and social media from opponents of the project in general saying that, you know, the the process is biased and the consultant is biased and all of those types of things. And also interesting to note is none of the negative comments made by opposition to the project about the consulting company or this willingness study and all that it entails have never been retracted now that the willingness study has given this the answer of, you know, most people who participated wanted a referendum. And I can't help but wonder, you know, when I see Protect Our Waterways sharing the draft report and saying, see, we want a referendum, council, listen up. You know, had the willingness study shown something different, they'd be screaming from the rooftops right now that the study was not valid because that's what they were saying before we got the results. But ironically, now that we have them, the study is reliable and we should go with what the study says. It's funny how that works. It'll be good to see what they present to council and how council perceives that and what they decide to do um, will be really interesting. Like my own personal opinions and my own issue with a referendum has always been a low voter turnout. You have the potential that 25% of the population could be making a decision for everyone, which I don't think is right. And we can just talk about the lack of participation in this specific study that was two months long. And only 229 people could find the time in two months to take part. And I really question, how do those people who don't speak up and share an opinion be counted? How, like, how should they be counted? I don't think that we should not count them. I don't know. I think, I think that's the big question is the people who, who literally don't care. There are people who do not care one way or the other if this project comes here or not. And, you know, there should be a way to accurately count those and consider that opinion and that stance. Um, and I also think we need to be able to have some sort of measure of how informed people are. You know, people who are making decisions based on hearsay and false information, you know, that's not really an informed decision. That's, you know, I've been scared into thinking this is bad. And I can tell you for a fact that some of the individuals who came around last year with a petition we're not giving truthful and factual information to residents. You know, I've had residents tell me that they were told they were going to spread nuclear waste on the fields like they do liquid manure. I've had people say they were going to back a dump truck up to a hole and dump the load of waste off and drive away. You know, we've had people go around and say that the counselors were being paid off. The people who came to the houses with the petitions were not necessarily being truthful. I don't know about all of them. I personally didn't speak to them when they came with a petition because I knew what it was before they got here and I wasn't interested in hearing it. I kind of wish now that I had listened to what they had to say. Um, would have been interesting to see what information they gave me. But yeah, I guess my overall, my overall end request maybe is the right word. It's kind of twofold. You know, if you care about this project and whether it comes here or not, no matter what side of the coin you fall on, when we are given an opportunity to participate and express that opinion, please do so. It's not hard. It doesn't take much time. You don't need to have an overwhelming amount of knowledge about the project to participate. 
show up and participate. This willingness study was all about us and how we as a community want to show whether or not we're willing to do this. I don't care if you're for this or against it. This was probably one of the most important studies for us as a community. And only 229 people found the time to participate. We need to be engaged and we need to at least give them a little bit of our time to show that we care. And my second takeaway from this is, and I really hope that this reaches some people that need to hear it. If you formed your opinion of this project based on what people told you when they showed up at your front door with a petition, try to step away from that feeling of fear and doubt and uncertainty and just take a look with an open mind at all of the information available to you. Go to the NWMO office, talk to them about your concerns, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to people who you maybe don't know where they stand on it. Just talk to people, talk to experts, talk to the NWMO, talk to talk to counselors, talk to whoever you feel would help you to better understand this project. But try to do it with an open mind and coming from a place of neutrality. And just maybe for a second, consider that everything you've been told when you were handed that petition to sign might not have been true. I can't say it wasn't true. I don't know what every single person said when they came to houses. But consider that it might not have been true. Just consider that. And please participate when we're given the chance to participate. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another. 